1: Old Radio, Old Radio, Old Radio, Old Radio, Old
2: Radio, Comedy Podcast.
3: Welcome to Episode 34 of Season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Marie Wilson got her start in Hollywood in the 1930s starring in lesser-known films such as Ladies Crave Excitement, Miss Pacific Fleet, and Melody for Two. Although she never achieved big star status as a film star, she became most famous for her role as Scatterbrain Secretary Irma in the radio show My Friend Irma, which ran from 1947 to 1954. She parlayed this into two movies, My Friend Irma in 1949 and My Friend Irma Goes West in 1950. She also appeared in the TV series by the same name from 1952 to 1954. Her last film role was in Mr. Hobbs Takes a Vacation in 1962 with James Stewart. She died in 1972 at age 56. Other characters in the radio show were Kathy Lewis and Joan Banks as her roommate, James Stacy, John Brown as her lazy boyfriend Al, and Hans Conried as Professor Kropotkin, their apartment neighbor. Now sit back and enjoy the episodes. "Erm Irma's on a budget. And Irma Buys an Air Conditioner from My Friend Irma.
4: For the safety of your smile, use Pepsodent twice a day, see your dentist twice a year. Lever Brothers Company presents the Pepsodent Show, My Friend Irma, created by Cy Howard and starring Marie Wilson as Irma with Joan Banks as Jane. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship. When
2: other friendships have been forgotten, theirs will still be hot. My friend.
0: about a plan for a world language that could be used by peoples of every nation. Me, Jane Stacy, I think it's a wonderful idea. It should bring a better understanding among all the countries. However, there's a chance the plan might fail. Why do I say that? Because I defy anyone speaking any language to understand my friend Irma. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. I love my roommate, but there are times when I lose my patience. For instance, this morning I said, Irma...
5: Yes, Jane?
0: They've finally done it. They've developed an airplane to fly faster than sound.
5: Gosh, Jane, that's terrible. Why? Well, if two people riding one of those airplanes try to carry on a conversation, they'd have to keep going back to find out what was said. (laughs) After that, I decided to
0: change the subject before her head hit another air pocket. (laughs) Besides, there are more important problems on my mind right now. Irma. Yes, Jane? I hate to keep reminding you, sweetie, but if we're ever going to straighten out our budget, you've got to cut down on this foolish spending of yours. What do you mean, Jane? Well, you waste your money on such ridiculous things. Like the time you bought those obsolete tennis rackets with no strings. Well, I always miss the ball anyway. (laughs)
2: Uh,
5: And besides, Jane, they're not wasted. You can always use them for fans. Stringless. Tennis rackets
0: for fans? Sweetie, there's nothing with which to circulate the air.
5: Well, that's why it's good. There's no draft. You can't catch a cold. <laughs>
0: I give up. Look, I don't want to run your life, Irma, and, and tell you how to spend your money, but you work hard for it, so I think you should only spend it on things that are practical. Practical? Uh,
5: you mean like shoes? Yes, precisely. Well, then, Jane, wait until you see the pair I bought this morning for only two dollars. Two dollars? Well, that's wonderful. That's what I call a real bargain. What are they like? Oh, they're lovely. Gosh, I wish I had two left feet. (laughs) Oh, Irma. Oh, gosh, don't be angry, Jane. The shoes look so lonely, no one would go near them.
0: (laughs) Honey, I'm not angry. It's just that right now people should hang on to their money because we're in what's called an inflationary period. Do you understand, Irma, or shall I explain?
5: Oh, Jane, do you take me for a dummy?
0: (laughs) Well, inflation is a situation where the value of an item remains the same, but the cost increases out of proportion. Is that clear? Yes, but what has that to do with
5: inflation? Let me
0: put it another way while I still have half my mind left. Irma. When you go to Mr. Holly's grocery store, how many quarts of milk could you buy in the past for fifty cents? Well,
5: let's see uh twelve and a half cents a bottle. I used to get four dollars for i mean I used to get four bottles for fifty cents.
0: That's right. And how many bottles do you get now for
5: fifty cents five five <laughs> Yes, I know the clerk better <laughs>
0: You're just not getting the point of this discussion. Look, I'll bring the whole thing closer to home. How much money do we have in our joint checking account? Uh,
5: two hundred dollars. That's right. But that two hundred dollars today is only worth fifty. Only fifty? Gee, I didn't know the banks charged that much interest just to hold it for us. No, honey, it's only worth 50
0: because money won't buy as much today. The dollar is shrinking.
5: Is that fair to George Washington? (laughs) Hey, hey, Jane, Jane, don't hit your head against the wall. You'll crack the plaster. Uh, Irma Peterson, I will try once more. Okay, Jane, and this time I'll concentrate with my mind. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
5: Honey, if you don't want to work with me Don't work against me
0: Look, forget what I said about inflation Just try to cut down on your spending And I'm sure we'll get along We're not millionaires, but we're doing all right We have $200 in the bank And the only money we owe is on the piano A $20 a month payment isn't too difficult So if we don't make any foolish
5: purchases We'll be able to pay off the piano And we'll get by But gee, if the money is shrinking
2: Woohoo! <laughs> <Girls! laughs>
0: Irma, that sounds like Mrs. O'Reilly. Will you see what she wants, honey? All right, Jane.
6: What's the trouble, Miss O'Reilly? Irma, darling, I'm
5: locked out up here on the roof. Oh, well, I'll be there in a second, Miss O'Reilly. Uh, I'll be right back, Jane. Hello.
0: Yes, Al. What? Tell Irma you'll be late. Where are you? Oh, at the unemployment office. Al, you sound dejected. What happened? You lost a dear friend. Oh, that's too bad. What did he die from? Oh, he didn't die. He got a job. (laughs) Well, chin up, Al. It will never happen to you. Yes, I'll tell Irma. Goodbye. Come in.
7: Are you Miss Jane Stacy? Yes? I'm Mr. Woods of the Melody Piano Company.
0: Oh, yes, of course. I'll make out the check for our monthly payment right away. Twenty dollars?
7: Before you make it out, Miss Stacy... I'd like to have you hear about the offer we're making to our installment buyers.
0: Oh, well, really, I'm not interested in buying anything else right now. You see, we still owe $500 on the piano and... That's just
7: it, Miss Stacy. Our company is buying out a competitor, and we must have additional cash immediately. Therefore, we're trying to liquidate some of our accounts. So I'm prepared to make an offer
0: whereby you can save $300 by paying off your account at once. Well, that sounds like a wonderful business proposition. Oh, it is.
1: Are you uh, interested?
0: Why, of course I am. Yeah, I hate to go into our savings, but it's too good an opportunity to overlook. I'll give you a check right now. This breaks me, but I think I've got a bargain. Here you are.
7: Ah, thank you. The piano is now yours, paid in full.
0: Here's your receipt. Good day. Oh, baby. You're all ours. Come in.
6: Hello, Janie. Uh, do you have some breadcrumbs I can borrow?
0: Well, sure, Mrs. O'Reilly.
6: I want to feed the pigeons.
0: Mrs. O'Reilly, I thought you hated pigeons.
6: I do. But I was drying my eyelashes on the windowsill and one of them flew away with them. Oh, <laughs> this nesting time is ruining me eyes. I see. Where's Irma? She's still up on the roof. She was saying something about taking all of her money out of the bank and washing it in, in lux. Because she didn't want it to shrink.
2: <laughs>
6: What's it all about, Janie?
0: Oh, I never should have bothered her poor little head with that discussion on inflation. Come in.
4: It's only me, Professor Kropotkin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Janie. and Mrs. O'Reilly. My two little trees. One a graceful willow. The other, petrified forest. <laughs> Professor. Oh, excuse me, Jenny. a little joke I picked up from a little boy scout. Say, <laughs> so, Mrs. O'Reilly, I got a complaint to make.
6: What do you mean, complaint?
1: I want you to tell the people in the next apartment from me to shut off their fan at night. It keeps me awake.
6: How can a fan blowing in another room keep you awake?
1: It is blowing on my wall, and I have to lean against it all night to keep it from falling on my bed. <laughs>
0: Oh, come now, Professor. The walls aren't that bad.
1: No? Then why is it when the man next door took a picture off his wall and pulled the nail out, my coat fell down?
6: <laughs> Listen, Professor. I'm in no mood to do favors for anyone until I find out who locked me on the roof.
1: Mrs. O'Reilly, I did.
6: <laughs> you? Why?
1: Well, you know that little flower box I keep up on the roof? What about it? Well, I planted tomatoes in it this summer, and the birds keep pecking at them. And what does that have to do with me? No offense, Mrs. O'Reilly, but where could I find a better scarecrow? (laughs) Scarecrow? I'll show you... No, no, please, Mrs. O'Reilly, you are supposed to be a lady, I think.
0: (laughs) Why, you, you are...
5: Key Heifetz.
0: No, stop it. Stop it, the two of you. I have some wonderful news I want to tell you. The Melody Piano Company just gave me a wonderful business proposition. I just paid off the piano.
1: But, Janie, I thought you
0: owed $500. I did, but Mr. Woods from the piano company settled for $200. (laughs) Pretty smart business head on little Janie, huh? Oh, I think
6: that's wonderful, Janie. I always say people should own everything outright.
1: Except if you live in a room like mine. Then all you should own is a straitjacket.
0: <laughs> oh, hush up with you.
5: Oh, hello, everyone. Gee, it's so beautiful up on the roof. The scenery's so nice. Uh, I saw a big, huge oak tree. with a squirrel in it. He's so cute. He kept staring at me so strangely. <laughs> uh, did Al call Jane? Yes, sweetie. He's on his way.
1: And so are we. Come on, Mrs. O'Reilly. I'll race you down the stairs. <laughs>
6: Professor, you make me feel like a little child again.
1: <laughs> Look who's a child. A remark like that could cause Mother Goose to kill herself.
0: <laughs> Irma, I've got wonderful news for you. The man from the piano company was just here. Come in.
1: Hello, Jane. you,
0: chicken. <laughs> Hello, Al, honey. Hello, Al. Look, kids, I know you two are in love with each other and would like to be alone... And personally, I prefer it that way. See you around.
1: What's the matter with her?
5: Oh, she's worried about our bank account.
1: Your bank account?
5: Yes, Jane says it's shrinking all the time. It's something called inflammation. (laughs)
1: Inflammation?
5: Yes, everybody knows about it. It's something where the price is the same, but the cost goes up because you pay less and therefore pay more and have less, I think.
1: (laughs) No, chicken, you mean inflation. Works very simply. We'll explain. A few years ago, you walked into the corner store, laid down a dollar, and walked out with a pair of nylons, right? Right, Al. Now, suppose you walked into that same store today and laid down a buck. What would you get?
5: But cherry pie. There's a bakery there now. <laughs>
1: no, chicken. Let me lay it out for you. You see, we are now in a period of uncertainty where no one knows what can happen to our money. But we have had panics before. I believe it was in 1893. Things were so desperate, the Treasurer of the United States was empowered to act whenever the gravity of the situation demanded it. This was to become known as the Law of Gravity.
5: Al, <laughs> uh, to think I might have gone around with a stupid fellow.
1: Well, Chicken, you just happened to be lucky.
5: Oh, yes, Ella, I guess I was just born with a horseshoe in my head. going around with such an intelligent person has got me thinking.
1: Now, wait a minute, Chicken. You're lucky, but don't be desperate. You no, know,
5: Al, I've learned a great mm-hmm. deal from you and Jane, and I'm going to do something about it. Goodbye, Al. Where are you going, Chicken? Oh, Jane and I have $200 in the bank, and I'm not going to stand around and watch it shrink. I'll be Jane's lifesaver. Goodbye. Now, wait, Chicken. Al, I've never thought clearer in my life. I know exactly where I'm going.
1: Chicken, come out. You're in the closet.
5: Laughter
0: Hiya, Jane. Oh, well, it's you on the sofa.
1: I thought it was the laundry bag. (laughs) Where's Irma? She went out. Said she was going to be your lifesaver.
0: Lifesaver? I don't understand that. Hello?
5: Hello, Jane. Irma,
0: where are you?
5: Jane, I just left the bank, but you don't have to worry about our, our money shrinking.
0: That's good, Irma. What did you do?
5: I took it out.
1: Oh,
0: Irma.
5: Irma! Oh, I knew you'd be thrilled, Jane. Goodbye.
1: Jane, what's wrong? Your eyes are popping.
0: I just gave the piano man a check for $200, and Irma just took the money out of the bank.
1: Holy mackerel. So that's what she did?
0: That's what she did. Well, Irma's only trying to be your lifesaver. Lifesaver? She's no lifesaver.
1: Well, sure she is, How Dave. can you say that? Just because she's sweet? Well, partly but most of the time it's because she sounds like she's got a hole in her head. (laughs) Well,
0: Irma has drawn all our money out of the bank just when I've given a man a check for the entire amount. Let's see, I'm 24 now with a smart lawyer and time off for good behavior. I'll be 29 when I get out. Al, Al. What, Jane? You know her as well as I do. You love her as much as I do. Just tell me. What makes Irma do
1: these things? I don't know, Jane. They say a woman has a right to change her mind. And I think Irma should change hers for anything she can get.
2: <laughs>
1: now, please understand me. I'm nuts about the girl. It's just that I'm plenty worried about what our kids will be like. You know, what they call pre influence. influence. <laughs>
0: Sometimes I think it's my fault, and yet how can I be patient with her? She's so gullible. Yesterday, I sent her out for a half a chicken. She paid $6. $6? Six
1: How'd you get clipped like that? She
0: says the man told her the chicken was raised on the Mason-Dixon line, and she was getting the half with the southern exposure.
1: <laughs> know what you mean, Jane. It was like the time she paid $5 for that bottle of perfume. She said it was called flirt. Turned out to be flit. Flit. <laughs>
0: I just had a horrible thought. What, Jane? You don't think with our $200, she'd, she'd buy anything?
1: Oh, no. No, she wouldn't. Unless, of course, she happens to walk past some of them clip joints on Main Street. Hello?
0: Hello, Jane. Irma, honey, where are you? Shopping on Main Street.
1: Oh, no. No. Jane, sit down. Wait, I'll get you some water. Chicken, hurry home. Goodbye. Breathe deeply, Jane. Deeply. All our money. And there's a check out against it. Oh, Al. Cannot understand that chick. The way she goes around in circles, I could swear she was born in a (laughs) mixmaster. Come in. It's only me again, Professor Kropotkin. What's the matter with little Janie? Irma took the $200 the girls had in the joint account, and she's loose on Main Street. Main Street. (laughs) Janie, you should know better than to let Irma shop. Mm,
0: I only have myself to blame. I must have frightened her with all that talk about, about inflation. I should never have mentioned that stupid subject.
1: Please, Jamie, inflation is not stupid. Either you give in to it, or else you can fight it. We at the Gypsy Tea Room, we are fighting it. We don't raise the prices. We just water the soup.
2: <laughs> in
1: fact, we have put so much water in our soup, if you study a bowl closely, you can see the tide go in and out. <laughs>
5: She'd only bring the money home. Irma. Oh, Jane, I took a, a cab home because I'm so anxious to tell you the wonderful Irma, news. just tell me one thing. Have you got the money? Who wants money? It shrinks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was sitting on a bench thinking about what you said about inflation, Jane. Yes? And a nice man came over. He said hello, and I said I had $200 that was troubling me.
1: Take some more water, Jane.
5: Imagine, that was all I said. And he took an immediate interest in my problem. Men are so thoughtful.
1: Jane, that's enough aspirin. You'll kill your lunch.
5: So he
0: sent me to his brother on Main Street. Irma. While I still have the strength to ask,
5: what did you buy? For $200, I got the sister diamond to the Hope diamond. (laughs) The... Sister diamond to the hope diamond? Yes, the man says it's the wish diamond.
0: You mean you wish it was a diamond. Let me see it. Here it is. Irma, how much does this so-called diamond weigh? A half pound. <laughs> Look, isn't it beautiful? Irma, honey, can't you see this is just a piece of glass? Glass? Certainly. Who ever heard of buying a half pound diamond for $200? <laughs>
5: Well, a man said normally they're much higher, but he was selling them cheap because they're last year's
1: diamonds. Chicken, I'm afraid you've been took.
5: Well, maybe I should have taken the other diamond, but there was a flaw in it. A flaw? Yes, every time you shook it, snow would fall on the little man inside. <laughs>
0: Oh, Irma, I told you not to shop. Every cent we had in the world. And besides that, I've used that $200 to pay off the piano. How could you be such a stupid businesswoman?
5: Oh, I'm sorry, Jane. Sorry. You're always
0: sorry. You were sorry that time we had the party and you put chloroform in the coffee because I said I wanted everyone to relax. (laughs) Uh, You were sorry when you put the starch in my mouthwash because I said I wanted to keep a stiff upper lip.
2: (laughs) You're always sorry.
1: (laughs) Jamie, Jamie, I can't stand my two little sweethearts to argue. Emma thought she was doing the right thing, so... If you want, I'll take her back to Main Street and try to get her money back. No, Professor, chicken is my problem, too. Now,
0: wait a minute, all of you. You may all think I'm mean, but I love Irma as much as all of you. I think Irma does these things because we pamper her too much. We don't give her any sense of responsibility. Well, here's a chance for her to stand on her own two feet. Irma, I want you to take this, this, um... This fillet of plate glass. <laughs> back to the store and get the $200 so I can make good the check I gave Mr. Woods of the piano company. And I mean it. But, Jane Don't if... but, Jamie. Fortunately, I am a good businesswoman. I paid off the piano for $200.
5: Now you go get that money back or I'll go to jail. Oh, all right, Jane. Gee, I wouldn't do anything to hurt you. But the man on the store is going to be very angry. He said cultured diamonds are very hard to get and they seldom grow this big. That's why he gave me a short guarantee. Short? How short? What time is it, Jane? Two o'clock. Oh, I think the guarantee has expired. I'd better hurry.
1: Well, Jane, I think you showed good judgment in letting Emma take it back herself. It may make her a little more cagey. And speaking of cages, I think I'll go back to my room.
0: (laughs) Oh, gee, Al, after I made such a good business deal by paying off the piano for only $200. I'm so embarrassed. I think I'd better call Mr. Woods and ask him to hold that check until I'm sure Come in. Miss Stacy? Yes, I'm Miss Stacy.
4: Well, I'm Mr. Darrow from the Melody Piano Company, and I'm here to collect the monthly payment. What? Yes, according to my records here, it's uh, $20.
0: Oh, there must be some mistake. I've already paid $200 in full to your other collector, Mr. Woods.
4: Oh, so Woods has been here, too. Oh, Miss Stacy, I'm very sorry, but that man's an imposter. He has no connection at all with our company. He's worked this same racket on some of our other customers.
0: Al, did you hear that? This is wonderful.
4: I don't understand. You
0: wouldn't. Here's your $20. Good day. Oh, Al, isn't it wonderful?
1: How do you like that chicken? If she hadn't taken the money out of the bank, that crook would have cashed the check and you'd be out 200 clams. What a gal. What an intuition.
0: Well, oh, I don't know what it is, Al, but she certainly pulled the bacon out of the fire. Oh, gee, Al. What, Jane? You know, maybe we're not giving Irma enough credit. In all her confusion,
1: she might be smarter than all of us. On the surface, no. (laughs) But you know, Jane, genius is often buried deep. In Chicken's case, there was a (laughs) cave-in. But finally, it's come to the surface. And I think we got a gusher in that, kid.
5: Well, here I am. Irma, darling, we were waiting for you. Did you get the money back? Why, of course, and I had some time... Was so tempting because he had another big special. What was it? Pearls, a whole bucket full.
0: <laughs> Irma, you didn't buy them. No, I think it was a second hand bucket. <laughs> Irma, Irma, we're all out of aspirin. Just tell me, did he
5: give you the money? Yes, and because I knew what you would do, Jane, I went right to the bank. Oh, oh no. But I didn't put the money in. Oh, good. <laughs> because while I was standing in line, the man in front of me was holding your check. His name was Mr. Woods. Oh, no. <laughs> so I figured there was no point in putting the check in. Oh, good. So I just gave Mr. Woods a $200 and here's your check. <laughs> oh, Irma.
1: Oh, Mer. Murder. <laughs>
5: Gosh, I'm the only one who seems happy.
1: Well, kids, there's only one man who can help us. Who, Al? Who else but... Hello, Joe. <laughs> Al, got a problem. Jane and Irma have been swindled. No, Joe, not by any of your boys. This was an outside job. A <laughs> guy by the name of Woods took him for $200, all the dough the girls had in the world. What do you advise? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Joe. You're the kind of a man who will leave his mark in the world. Huh? That's what's keeping you awake nights You're trying to erase those fingerprints? (laughs) Ah, Joe, you're an exceptional humanitarian. Goodbye, noble friend. Well, girls, you got nothing to worry about. Joe is going to get your money back from Mr. Woods. Al, is there going to be any violence? Let us not describe it as violence. Let us just say that Joe is sending out two superstitious men. What do you mean, superstitious? These gentlemen are going to knock on woods.
0: And I'm so happy I'm almost beginning to like Joe And never again will I discuss inflation with Irma However, Irma is now certain that inflation has already arrived So I said, Irma, what makes you so certain inflation is here? And Irma said
5: Well, this morning I asked a man to change a dollar Yes? I got ten dimes I can remember when he only got four quarters <laughs> Well, they say money
0: talks, and if it does, I'm sure it makes more sense than my friend Irma.
4: My friend Irma is produced and directed by Cy Howard. Mark Levy writes the script with Stanley Adams and Roland McLean. And it's brought to you by Pepsi and Toothpaste with Irium, another fine product of Lever Brothers Company. Marie Wilson is starred as Irma with Joan Banks as Jane. The part of Al was played by John Brown. Hans Conried was heard as Professor Kropotkin and Gloria Gordon as Mrs. O'Reilly. Music was under the direction of Vlad Ruskin. This is Wendell Niles reminding you to tune in one hour earlier next week and listen to the Lux Radio Theater, followed by the Pepsodent show, My Friend Irma. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. My Friend Irma,
9: created by Cy Howard, transcribed from Hollywood, and starring Marie Wilson as Irma, and Kathy Lewis as Jane.
8: Well, nature is strange. This is the time of the year when the days begin getting shorter and I live with Irma Peterson, a girl whose head seems to be getting pointier. In a couple of days, we'll be going on our two-week vacation. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Irma, have you looked through all the travel folders? Yes, and I think I found a wonderful spot for two weeks. Where? What's it called? Uh, West Point. West Point. (laughs) West Point is a military academy for men. I told you it's a wonderful place. Uh (laughs) Hand me the map, will you, honey? Let me see. Hey, how about the
5: Thousand Islands? Oh, I don't think I'd like that, Jane. Why not? Well, I might meet a nice fellow up there, and he might say, meet me on the island tonight, and I might go crazy trying to remember which one. Money <laughs> <laughs> is such a
8: lovely spot, and we can do it on our budget. Budget? Yeah, y- you know, the $300 we saved in our joint checking account just for our vacation.
5: Jane? What is it, Irma? I just remembered something... <laughs>
8: The look in your eyes tells me to sit down What did you remember, Dow? Well, the other day... I'll get it
7: Does Ima Peterson live there? Yes Okay, fellas, uh, bring it in
5: Ima, what is this? It's that little thing I just remembered Little?
8: Looks like you're smuggling Fort Knox in here <laughs> Oh, it didn't cost
5: that much
8: You bought this? Uh, when do you want it hooked up, lady? Just just wait, wait, wait. What is this thing, Irma?
5: An air conditioner. An air conditioner? (laughs) Yes. There was a big sale and I thought it'd be nice if we could take the air outside and bring it in here and condition it. here in the
8: summer shouldn't be conditioned. It should be deported. (laughs) Gentlemen, you may take this thing right back.
7: Can't do it, lady. This was a closeout. All sales final. We got it hooked up right here in the living room, Now, wait a minute,
8: please. Will you wait? Listen.
7: Lady, we got loads of these to deliver.
6: Goodbye.
5: Jane, don't look at me like that. You're my best friend, and if a stranger walked in, they'd swear you were my worst enemy.
8: (laughs) Irma Peterson,
5: where did you get the
8: money for this?
5: Out of our joint checking account, it was only $300. That's all we had in the account. I know. I didn't want to overdraw. (laughs) James, don't pull your hair. We can't afford a beauty powder now.
8: Oh, this is just great. Every summer when I'm on my vacation, I send a card to my father. Now I'll have to write him saying, I'm not doing anything, but my lungs are having a wonderful time.
5: (laughs) Now, Jean, you're always looking at the worst side of things. Wait until I turn it on. There. And if you want an ocean breeze, a man said to just wave a herring in front of it. <laughs> Gin, why don't you say something? Isn't it nice and cool? Cool.
8: Ooh. have to get a mink stole to live with this thing.
5: Well, that's why I got it so cheap. The medium adjustment is broken. <laughs> Wait a minute Now it's getting warm in here Yes, the man said there was something wrong with the temperature control But if we dress accordingly, we will enjoy it
9: <laughs> yeah, well, Now I'll have
8: to get a wardrobe, mistress
9: Who is it? Uh, if you don't mind, it's me, Maestro
8: Wondekin Well, put on a pith helmet and come in
9: <laughs> Hello, hello, girls Uh, Do you mind if I take off my jacket?
8: No, but uh, have a blanket handy. Things are happening here. What do you mean? Irma spent all our vacation money on this broken-down air conditioner.
9: But, Irma, how could you buy an air conditioner? You know Mrs. O'Reilly's rules for the building? No pets allowed and no fresh air tolerated.
2: (laughs)
8: Scrapes all year I saved every nickel I could Every time Irma got lost I walked to the police station To bring her back So I wouldn't waste money For bus fare And this is my reward Hot and cold Running chill
9: You mean you won't be able To go away Jane I
8: don't see how Meister Of course we each have Two weeks salary coming Which is $250 Roughly
5: Well, that'll be enough for the next payment on the air conditioner. What? (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't have enough for the full price, $550, so they gave me friendly credit terms, and they were real friendly. When I left, they kissed me. (laughs) Well, I,
9: I better turn that thing off now. It's getting cold. No,
8: leave it on. I want to get double pneumonia, anything that'll put me out of my misery.
9: Please let me turn it off.
8: No, then we won't get the full pleasure out of it. Oh, so help me. I'm going to do something to that girl. No,
9: no, please, please, girls, don't let this become an issue between you. We all make mistakes. But the thing that breaks my heart is that you won't have a vacation.
8: That's right. We're just going to sit here and watch our pores open and close. <laughs> Grand music of this whirling monstrosity.
9: Well, now, maybe I could take the two of you girls with me.
8: Where are you going?
9: I'm going to conduct the orchestra at the Hotel Wahapinachewaki in the Catskills. Yeah, It's an Indian name.
5: What does it mean?
9: Guests will be charged for all towels taken from the premises. (laughs) I could only say you girls were musicians.
6: A pretty girl is like a melody. That haunt you night and day Night and night A train
9: A haunting A I mentioned an Indian name And Hiawatha's grandmother showed up <laughs>
5: Don't say anything about the air conditioner You two are
6: prejudiced I want to see what Mrs. O'Reilly says Come in, Miss O'Reilly Hello, girls Hello, maestro Greetings Hmm, I'm getting a warm feeling I wonder if it could be because I'm near you, maestro Stick
9: around, you're about to be cooled off, but good <laughs> What are you
6: talking about? And what are you all doing with blankets folded on your arms? Isn't it early for the football season? Mrs. O'Reilly, look against the wall. Glory be, an organ.
8: You played...
6: You played maestro and I'll sing. Mrs.
9: O'Reilly, it is not an organ. It's an air conditioner. And it's in the same condition as your voice, broken down. An air
6: conditioner? Conditioner? Yeah? Burma
8: spent all our vacation money for this horrible contraption.
6: Oh, you're not going on a vacation? How can we? Oh, what a pity. You've got to go on a vacation. It's one of a girl's happiest (coughs) times. Why, I've had some of the most sentimental experiences on this summer vacation. You have? Yes, I don't know what it is, but there's something about getting a man on a boat in the moonlight that tugs at your
9: heartstrings. That's right. That's why they call her Tugboat O'Reilly.
6: <laughs> oh, be still. Janie, would you like to borrow some money?
8: No, Miss O'Reilly. I wouldn't enjoy a vacation knowing I'd borrowed to pay for it.
6: Oh, now, don't be proud, Janie. I have a couple of extra bills in Miss Tucking.
8: No, thanks, Miss O'Reilly. I have my pride. Irma bought this monstrosity, and I'm going to show her for once that she's going to pay. This will be our beach club. This will be our canoe ride. This will be our dancing in the moonlight. Jane, you better read the directions. This machine can't do all these things. (laughs) Go on. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. I'm going in the bedroom. Put on my bathing suit and sit in front of it. Look at the palm trees.
2: Yes, the palm trees.
6: Glory be, maestro. Did you hear her raving about the palm trees?
9: I was afraid of this. The poor girl has dropped her coconuts.
6: (laughs) I'm a darling. Oh, now, please, but you didn't mean to do it. It's all my fault. I've
5: driven her out of her mind, and I know how she feels. (laughs) Come here.
9: Hello,
7: folks. Hiya, Chicken.
5: Hello, Al, honey.
7: Chicken, you've been crying. How much can a dame miss a guy?
5: No, Al, it it isn't that. Jane's angry at me again.
7: That dame is always picking on you. Why, Chicken?
5: Oh, I bought that thing against the wall. It's an air conditioner, but it doesn't work too good. The hot
6: is cold and the cold is hot.
7: What about medium?
6: That blows out all the
5: fuses.
6: (laughs) The point is, Al, that Irma spent all the money she and Janie saved for their vacation.
7: Chicken, how could you buy such a thing? Well, must be some way we can unload this machine. And when you back us to the wall, there's only one man to call.
5: Who are you calling,
7: Al? Who else, bud? Hello, Sam? Sam? Joe's doing time. Sam is watching the store. (laughs) Hello, Sam? Al. Got a deal for you. Oh, by the way, how's Joe doing? What? Looks pretty bad, huh? Might get the hot seat. Got just the thing for him. An air conditioner to cool him off. (laughs) Oh, you don't do the buying, huh? Okay, well, thanks anyway. Bye, Sam. Chicken, tried my best. Looks like you're just not going to have a vacation. Well, I gotta run. Well, would you hurry, Al? I found a trolley transfer punch for nine o'clock, and it's only good for the Bronx. See ya, chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Did you see how he walked out? I'll bet he thinks I'm stupid, too. Now, I'm a darling. I know. I've just botched everything up. I've ruined our vacations. Oh, what's the use? <laughs>
9: Now, this is a fine thing. Jane is in the bedroom crying, Emma's in the kitchen crying. Mrs. O'Reilly, what are we going to do?
6: Maestro, we've got to find a way to raise money so that the two girls can get away and have some fun. All right. Let's go up on the roof and discuss it further.
9: <laughs> All right, but remember, we've got to figure out how they should have some fun, not you. <laughs> Uh, he thinks where I'm... Uh, uh, Mr. Clyde... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Who is... It? Well, Mrs. O'Reilly and the maestro. <laughs> Hello, cutie. <laughs> uh, uh, what brings the two of you here so early in the morning? Are you, uh, eloping? Please, Mr. Clyde, I'm a guest here. Would I insult you in my home? <laughs>
6: wanted to get here early so we could talk to you before Irma gets
9: here. Why? What's wrong with Irma? She took all the money that she and Jane saved for a vacation and bought a worthless air conditioner. Can you imagine that? Well, that's not too bad for Irma. You see that traffic semaphore at the corner?
6: You mean that thing that says
9: stop and go? Yes. She bought that from a traffic cop two years ago so we wouldn't bump into each other when we got busy. (laughs) I, I can't believe. Why don't you get rid of it? Oh, she won't let me. When I'm giving a dictation and I go too fast, she puts the stop side
6: up. <laughs> So,
9: uh, she bought an air conditioner.
6: Yes, and Jane is taking it very badly. Mr. Clyde, we love yes. the girls, and we want to raise some money so they can go on a vacation.
9: Well, I'll be glad to advance her with two more weeks of salary. That'll take care of October 1st and 15th, 1964. <laughs> No, no, Mr. Clyde, no. Uh, The girls won't borrow money, so we have gotten all of their friends together and we're going to give a block party and try to raise $300. Oh, I see, I see. Are are you going to tell Jane about it?
6: Well, we're saying it's for a couple of orphans, but we are worried that the girls might not take the money. Oh,
9: that's very simple. At the block party, hold a raffle and number every ticket you put in the basket the same as the two numbers you give the girls. When they win, they must accept the two weeks vacation. (laughs) Mr. Clyde, you're a fine man. A warm-hearted man. When you leave this world, I guarantee you'll go straight to heaven. And Irma can tell you exactly the day. (laughs) Here she comes. I'll handle things.
5: Oh, good morning, Mr. Clark. Good morning. Well, Maestro, Mr. O'Reilly. Just
9: a minute, Miss Peterson. I'm in the middle of a discussion. So, Maestro, you say that this block party you're planning is for two little orphans? Yes.
5: Oh, isn't that sweet? What are they like, Mr. Clyde?
9: Uh, well, uh, one has dark hair and the other one, poor thing, she's a little mentally retarded.
5: <laughs> she is? Isn't that a shame? I was that way when I was young. What are their names? Luella.
9: Uh, Susie. Henrietta.
5: <laughs> I thought you said there were only two.
9: One has a middle name. <laughs> Well, uh, Maestro and Mrs. O'Reilly, I'll consider it quite an honor to attend your block party and to buy raffle tickets. You know, raffle tickets. Yes, certainly. Sir. Well, thank you, Mr. Clyde, and goodbye, Irma.
6: Oh, Maestro, we're only a block from the Marriage License Bureau at City Hall. Which way are we walking?
9: In the opposite direction. Goodbye. Goodbye.
5: goodbye. Oh, Mr. Clyde, I can't tell you how much I admire you for helping in this wonderful work. Do you know these orphans?
9: Well, uh, indirectly.
5: Oh. Do you think the younger one will ever be normal? I doubt it. <laughs> and
9: now, Miss Peterson, would you
5: mind taking another letter? Mr. Clyde, I'm not going to have a vacation. Oh,
9: that's too bad.
5: I don't feel like working. Can I go home because Jane is angry at me? Positively not. Hello, Milton J. Clyde, monster at law. How's <laughs> that again, Cookie?
8: Jane you're talking to me. That's right. Well, what are you doing? I'm cooking on the air conditioner (laughs) I'm making waffles on top and frozen sherbet underneath (laughs) When you come home, we've got a lot of things to do. What do you mean? The gang's giving a block party for two little orphans And we've got to pitch
5: in honey. Oh, yes. I heard about the block party Miss
9: Peterson if she wants you to leave you can leave right now, huh? That's perfectly all right. You go on go on home
5: Yeah, I don't understand uh, Jean, I'll be right home. Bye. You know, Mr. Platt, I don't understand you. What do you mean? Well, I worked for you for six years, and when I asked to go home, you said no. That's right. Well, when you hear about two little orphans you don't even know, they get all your attention and sympathy. Well, I'm telling you right now, I'm not killing my parents just for you. <laughs> well, uh, there's
9: no point in doing it now. Before you were born, yes. Goodbye, Miss Peterson. <laughs>
5: People and Violet Murphy and Oh, hello, I we were waiting for you. And more like Scarlet Scott Schultz and Mr. and Mrs. Martin. Oh, Jane, isn't this exciting? Really, things are happening so suddenly, I don't know what to make of it.
6: Well, Janey, dear, it's an emergency. That's why we're holding the block party today. We've got to work fast. Now, Violet, you know how to read palms? That's right. Well, what do you think's a fair price to charge the gentleman? Well, I generally charge 50
9: cents. And I get it in advance. Because after I hold their hands for a while,
6: I forget to collect the money. <laughs> well, that's taken care of. I think I'll run the kissing booth.
2: <laughs> Mrs.
9: O'Reilly, this cannot help orphans. This can only make widows because all men will kill themselves.
8: Oh, <laughs> My share. Can I prepare the food? No. Two orphans are enough. We don't want to make any more.
6: By the way,
9: is the street going to be roped off so that no traffic comes through?
6: I took care of that. I went down to the police station myself. You know, I know the boys. I told them I'd be selling kisses and they said they'd be glad to rope off the street. (laughs) Now, I know there's a compliment in there someplace. (laughs)
8: thing. When this gang gets together to help somebody, boy, oh boy, there's nothing like it. And it couldn't be for a worthier cause.
9: No, Jane, it couldn't.
8: Well, hello. Oh, really, Mrs. Rhinelander, how nice. I can't Uh, tell you. Now,
0: now, Jane, when Richard told me all about those two little orphan girls, I just felt that I had to be here. (laughs) Oh, do you mind if I sit down? Perhaps it was walking up and down the stairs, but I suddenly feel
8: hot and cold flushes. (laughs) (laughs) Not the stairs, Irma, turn off that infernal machine. It could make a monkey out of a death ray.
5: (laughs) Okay, I will. Oh, and Mrs. Rhinelander, I just can't tell you how sweet it is of you to come and help us. I only wish that someday you'll be an orphan so we can return the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well,
6: look who's here, Mrs. Rhinelander. You got me message? Yes, I did. You, sweetheart. And to show you how I appreciate it, since I'm running the kissing booth, I'll let you assist me in case we get any elderly customers. Kathleen, you're priceless.
9: Yeah, well, it's getting time to start the proceedings. Uh, uh, Jane and Irma, would you go and... Uh... Uh, pick up the food from Schultz's Delicatessen
8: Oh, sure, come on, honey Well, why do the both of us have to
5: go?
9: Yeah, well, it, it's uh, it's heavy, it's pretty heavy You see, I uh, I ordered 50 pounds of Swiss cheese
5: Well, 50 pounds of Swiss cheese only weighs about 10 pounds You know, most of it is all holes Come on, Irma
8: <laughs>
6: Good work, maestro, now they're gone Al, did you have the raffle tickets printed?
9: Yep, here they are All right, let me see that The benefit block party for orphans. First and second prize, two weeks vacation. Good, good. And do you have the wicker basket? Yep, got it. Great. Now everybody at the block party will get one of these tickets with each purchase. We will see that Jane and Irma get number 10 and number 11. Every ticket in the wicker basket is number 10 or 11. What a great setup.
7: Too bad it's so honest.
2: (laughs)
6: do you think
9: we'll raise?
6: Well, I've run a lot of charity affairs in my day, but I've never seen such spirit. I think we should raise $600. Would that include the kissing booth?
9: Yeah, yeah. And with refunds, we should wind up with $400.
6: <laughs> now, you be still. All right, Violet, you get to your booth. And remember, we're counting on you for a big take. Don't worry. I'll collect the money in advance. Uh, Mrs. do you come with me. <laughs> and bring a first aid kit in case any of the men swoon.
9: <laughs> I'll get my orchestra ready for the
6: dancing. Maestro, don't forget to save a dance for me at the block party.
9: Yeah, I've already opened the manhole cover. Let's go. <laughs> The party's oh, over. You've yeah. all had a good time, and now we'd like to have the drawing. Yeah. The first two prizes are two weeks' vacations to the two winners. Now, Mrs. O'Reilly, will you please take a ticket out of the basket?
6: All right. Here it is. Number ten. Number
9: ten. Who has number ten? Irma, what'd you do with our tickets?
8: I threw them away. We've no car to park. Oh, <laughs> Irma, how could you? Wait a minute. Here
5: they are, all wrinkled up in my pocket. Here's yours, Jenny. Oh. Uh, Who has number ten? Here it is. I've got ten. 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 ten.
9: Wonderful. And now, now, Mrs. O'Reilly, will you draw the second winning number? All right.
6: Number ten. Number ten. Number ten. Number ten. Number ten. Oh, here it is, number 11. Oh, that's number 11? <laughs> oh, gosh, not me. I've just got two ones. What? <laughs> Chicken, that's an
5: 11.
7: You're the winner.
8: Hey, what, hey, now, why? hey, wait a minute. Now, what's going on here, Mrs. O'Reilly? Maestro? Miss Rylander, what are you trying to do? You said this block party was for two orphans.
9: Janie, dear, what have you been to, Emma? A mother, right?
8: Yeah. Yeah, I guess I have, yeah.
9: And if you left her like you threatened, what would she be? An orphan. An Emma? Yes. Now, these various things you do, like buying the air conditioner, now, what what do you think it's doing to Janie?
5: Sometimes I'm afraid she'll kill herself.
9: (laughs) What would that make you?
5: An orphan. You
9: see, we didn't lie.
5: (laughs)
8: We,
9: we love you, Janie and I, man. It was the least we could do.
8: Oh, you shouldn't. Oh, really, you shouldn't. Oh, to have such friends. Oh, gosh. Well, I guess there's only one thing we can do now.
5: Yes. Let's go and sit in front of the air conditioner and dry our tears. <laughs>
9: proceeding has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television
3: Service. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for
1: listening. Thanks for